The man goes to see his doctor. The doctor walks into the exam room. The man's waiting there. The man has a stalk of celery sticking out of one ear. He's got a cucumber hanging out of his other ear, and he's got two carrots shoved up his nose. And he says to the doctor, Doc, what's wrong with me? And the doctor says, I'll tell you this, you're not eating right. Man goes to the doctor, he gets his examination, the doctor looks over everything, and finally the doctor says, well, it looks like you're pregnant. And the guy said, I'm a 60-year-old man, how am I supposed to be pregnant? He said, I didn't say you were pregnant, I said, it looks like you're pregnant. Doctor's in his office one day, and suddenly a man runs in, and he's, he's just panicked. He says, doctor, you've got to help me, I think I'm shrinking. And the doctor says, calm down, you're just going to have to be a little patient. So I was about five, maybe six or seven years old, and I was homesick from school with the flu, just feeling miserable, and I wanted to get well, I wanted to get well as fast as possible, so I went to our family, uh, I went to our reading room, you know, the reading room where we kept the copies of the Reader's Digest, yeah, the reading room. And I got every back issue of the Reader's Digest that we had, and I went back to the couch where I was supposed to lay there and, and start feeling better. I went back to the couch and I flipped every issue of the Reader's Digest open to an article called Laughter is the Best Medicine because I thought if I read all of these, maybe I'll feel better quicker. Ironically, I thought laughter is the best medicine was serious. <laughs> and as it turns out, medicine is actually the best medicine. But laughter is a near second. Laughter is good for you also. There's an article in a magazine called Memorial Care. The article says, it's called The Healing Power of Laughter. And the article says, we often use laughter to communicate our joy. And it is through this joy that researchers have found patients creating a sense of well-being and prolonged survival. In fact, studies have found that laughter has numerous physiological benefits including normalizing your blood pressure boosting immune function and improving your circulation an article from the veterans administration says that laughter increases heart and respiration rates laughter increases your oxygen consumption La laughter lowers the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and it activates dopamine which is the reward chemical in your brain Laughter raises endorphins, and after laughing, your muscles are toned. Laughter is actually a workout. People who laugh more have a lower risk of heart attacks. People who laugh more have delayed cardiovascular complications that come with diabetes type 2. Laughter is good for your heart. But you know, anyone who's read Proverbs could have told you that. We're looking at Proverbs chapter 17 today. Verse 22, if you're using those blue Bibles in front of you, it's page 540, Proverbs 17, verse 22. Wonderful proverb that simply says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I happen to love the way the King James Version puts this verse. The King James Version says, A merry heart doeth good like medicine. I love that. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. You know, 
Preachers are really bad about this. We, we like to make the distinction between joy and happiness. And we like to remind you that joy is not the same thing as happiness. And we say things, that, that are, we say things like, you know, joy is not the absence of troubles. Joy is the presence of God. And then we read James. James chapter 1 says, Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds. Th those don't sound very happy. And the fact is, sometimes joy is joy, right? Sometimes joy is happiness. Sometimes joy is laughter. And enjoying yourself and enjoying others. And the fact is, God created you to laugh. Laughter is a gift. God created you to laugh. And God created laughter to heal. Do you know what the difference is between a hippo and a zippo? A hippo is heavy. And a Zippo is a little lighter. Do you know what the difference is between a well-dressed man and a dog? A well-dressed man wears a suit. A dog just pants. Do you know what the difference is between a bowl of rotten lettuce and a sad song? One is a bad salad and the other is a sad ballad. See, you can do it too. Proverbs 17.22, a joyful heart is good medicine. When we read the word heart in the Bible, we've got to realize that, well, the Hebrews didn't really know what all of these organs on the inside did. They didn't know what the purpose was. And so the Hebrews thought that the heart uh, was actually the mind. That the heart refers to the, the psyche. The heart in the Hebrews, uh, for, to the Hebrews was the seat of emotions, the seat of thought. The heart is the center of wisdom, of knowledge and understanding. Everything that gives you a positive outlook on life is found in your heart. The proverb says a joyful heart is good medicine. If your heart is joyful, your whole being is healthy. So I'm sitting at a Starbucks in Terre Haute, Indiana, just minding my own business when this lady walks in. And she comes in, and she's got, you can't really tell in the picture, she's got a, a medical scrub on, and it's covered in clowns. She's got earrings dangling from her ears that have two clowns. they got clowns on her earrings. And stuck to the tip of her nose, stuck onto the tip of her nose, is a smiley face. And she was up there decorating her coffee, you know, making the creamer the right color and everything. And I was there getting something, and, and I was standing there next to her, and I looked at her, and I said, where do you go dressed up like that? And she laughed and she said, I'm on my way to the Red Skelton Festival in Vincennes, Indiana. Now, how many of you are old enough to remember Red Skelton? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Red Skelton lived by this creed. This was his creed. Have a little laugh at life and look around you for happiness instead of sadness. Laughter has always brought me out of unhappy situations. Here's something else Red Skelton said. God's children and their happiness are my reason for being. What did Red Skelton know that we need to know? What did he know that you and I need to know? A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. The 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 light uh, uh the excuse me, Hebrews or Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 15 verse 30 says the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and good news refreshes the bones. The, the Hebrews thought that your 
your thoughts, your emotions, your intellect was found in the heart. But they also believed that your health, your physical health, was found in your bones. The, the Hebrew expression for a healthy person is that you have fat bones. In Hebrew, if you have fat bones, you're a healthy person. I went to the doctor and I asked her what I could do to start getting more healthy. You know, I want to get more healthy. I asked the doctor, what, what can I do to get more healthy? And she said, don't eat anything fatty. And I said, you mean no more cheeseburgers and no more bacons? And, and she said, no, fatty, don't eat anything. The health is found in the bones. God created laughter to heal. He created laughter to heal your hearts, to heal your outlook. Laughter centers you. It centers your emotions. And if it can do that for you, can you imagine what laughter can do for others? Yeah, that, that's where we have to take this. God created you to spread joy. <laughs> Why did the turkey cross the road twice? To prove he wasn't chicken. Why did the crab cross the road? The crab didn't cross the road, he used the sidewalk. One day I crossed the road, I changed the light bulb, and I walked into a bar, and I thought to myself, my whole life is a joke. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The opposite of a joyful heart is a crushed spirit, a depressed spirit, a dejected spirit. And scientists have found also that those emotions, those emotions, they are unhealthy for us physically. Those emotions constrict our blood vessels. Those emotions can lead to heart attacks. And we have been around some people. There are some people out there, you, you know people like this, who through their attitudes, through their actions, through their words, through their scowls, they dry up bones. They, they make other people miserable. They crush spirits. I've I got to tell you, I've been to some churches. I've been to some churches where I've been tempted to go back to the baptistry when no one's looking, to go to the baptistry and dip my finger in and swirl it around a little bit and then taste it. Because I'm almost positive they're baptizing people in pickle juice in those churches. You, you look at the faces on it, you get the faces they've got they look like they've been baptized in pickle juice it's just like that just like they have bapt oh no not like that one you've heard me say it many times sooner or later you get the face that you deserve right you can fake it for a long time but sooner or later those muscles atrophy and they lock your mom was right if you keep making that face it will stick like that right and if this is the face you're making those lines stay but if it's this they stick around also Christians, that's, there are those who crush joy. There were those who crush spirits and dry up bones. Christians, that's not what we're called to do. That's not what you were called to do. You were called to spread joy. So I'm at Paris Walmart one night, just minding my own business, right? And this lady walks in. And I remember it was, it was March 7th, 10 days before St. Patrick's Day. And she walks in and she is dressed head to toe in green. She's got a green hair wig on. She's got a green wig on. She's got a green hat and she had a big smile plastered on her face. That's Rosie. I don't know if anyone knew Rosie. Rosie spread joy wherever she went. She left people happier whenever she came around. She was always happy. And I took one look at Rosie and I said, can I get my picture taken with you? 
And she smiled and laughed. She said, why would you want your picture taken with me? I said, I can't imagine anyone not wanting to get their picture taken with you. There's another proverb. Proverb 15, verse 13 says, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. In the Old Testament, dry bones means that you're unhealthy. If, when it speaks of dry bones, it means unhealthy or lifeless or even dead. And the proverb says, a crushed spirit dries up the bones. In Ezekiel chapter 37, God leads Ezekiel the prophet out into the valley of dry bones. And in verse 3, God says to Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? Can life come back to dry bones? And Ezekiel responds and says, oh Lord God, You know, (laughs) because Ezekiel in and of himself cannot imagine life coming back to dry bones. Folks, you weren't created for dry bones. You weren't created to dry up other people's bones. You were created to spread joy. And so wherever you go, wherever you go, create joy that heals hearts. My wife sent me to the store. She told me to pick up 10 stalks of asparagus. I came back with 11. One was asparagus, I guess. My boss said to me, you're the worst train driver we've ever had. How many derailments have you, have you caused this month? And I said, I don't know. It's hard to keep track. You know, a good pun, a good pun is like a piece of paper there. Terrible. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A joyful heart. A merry heart. A happy heart. A cheerful heart. However you read it, you need joy in your life. God knows that you need joy in your life. Joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Joy, when, when Jesus was born, the angels announced Good news that shall be of great. Come on. Joy for all people. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10 says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And the night before he was crucified, the night before he was crucified, when Jesus met with his disciples in John chapter 15, verse 11, he said to them, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus wants you to be full of joy. He wants you to be full of joy. Now the Apostle Paul tells his friends in Philippi, I can't do that on my own. He says, I can't make my joy full on my own. And so he asks the Philippians, in in Philippians chapter 2, he asks them to love one another in such a way that you will make my joy complete. We're responsible for each other's joy. Wherever you go, Create joy that heals hearts. So a month ago, I'm at a funeral. Just minding my own business. Happened to be a funeral for this guy. Now if you knew Gordon Penrod, you heard some really bad jokes. You heard some real groaners. Some very corny ones. But over the last few years, Gordy had more and more problems communicating. 
Parkinson's, deafness, I happen to have a cochlear implant. All of these stole Gordon's ability to talk, but they did not steal his joy. There in the back of the auditorium at the Ashmore Baptist Church is a little jar, and that jar is full of popsicles. Did you know there's some kind of popsicles that you can buy that they have jokes on the popsicle sticks? That jar is full of those popsicle sticks. And on the side it says, Gordy's Joke Jar. Now Gordon couldn't talk, and there wasn't much that Gordon could do, but Gordon could eat popsicles. And he ate popsicles, and then they cleaned off those sticks, and they put them there to share with everybody in the church. Because Gordy, Gordy couldn't tell his jokes as he had before. And trust me, they were, they were so bad. <laughs> Where do the spaghetti... Where do the spaghetti and sauce go to dance? They go to the meatball. What's the hardest part about learning to ride a bike? (laughs) The pavement. I'm not saying you have to be an amazing joke teller like Gordon was. But at your funeral, what do you want people to celebrate? Do you want them to remember your face like this? Do you want them to remember the joy that you brought to people around you. Laughter is a gift. Laughter is good medicine. Joy is good medicine. You've got a lot of joy to offer others. Wherever you go, create joy that heals hearts. Heard a story a while back about a little church in a little town. Not much different than this one. And one day, everybody, one Sunday, everybody's there in church. And they're they're all just getting started, and all of a sudden the back doors open up, and who walks in but Satan himself, big, tall, and red, with big horns on his head, cloven feet, and and a pointed tail. Satan walks in, and he's breathing fire. All of a sudden, everybody is screaming and running, and they're they're all in a panic, and the, the whole church clears out, all except for one little old man sitting in the front row, just sits there with his eyes kind of half open and his arms crossed. And Satan walks up to him and looks at him, he says, you know who I am. And the man says, yeah, I reckon I know who you are. He says, do you know what I could do to you? And the man says, yeah, I have a good idea. And Satan says, well, then why aren't you afraid of me? And he says, well, I've been married to your sister for 48 years. <laughs> I, I don't know if Satan comes to church comes to our church. But if he does, I know what he wants to do. If Satan comes to church, he would love to pluck you from God's care. Are you two going to be okay? Do I have to separate you? If Satan comes to church, he would love to pluck you from God's care. But he can't. Satan would love to steal your faith, but you know what? Your faith is the victory that overcomes the world. He can't steal your faith. Satan would love to take your hope, but your hope is secure in Jesus Christ. He can't touch your hope. Satan would love to take your love, but God is love, right? And Jesus Christ has shown us what love is all about. Satan cannot take your love. Since he can't steal your faith, hope, or your love, I think he tries to steal your joy. Because if he takes your joy, then faith becomes a burden. Ugh. We got to do that again. We got to go to church again. We got to listen to that guy again. And without joy, hope becomes really hard 
to hold on to. Without, without joy, loving your neighbor becomes burdensome and bitter. Without joy, loving one another becomes next to impossible. Don't let him steal your joy. And don't be a person that steals other people's joy. Don't become someone who crushes spirits. Every now and then, we need to check our attitudes. Every now and then, you just need to stop and ask yourself, am I the kind of person, would anyone say that, that my attitude is known for bringing joy? Would anyone say that, that I'm known for bringing joy when, when I enter a place? Maybe, maybe you're trying. And maybe you're trying to be joyful. Maybe the other thing to check is your tone. Because some of us have tone. And we need to be reminded every now and then that we ought to sound a little more joyful. And, and if, you're, if you're not going to check your tone, or after you check your tone, maybe once in a while check your face. <laughs> Go look in the mirror and see where those lines are going. What does it look like those are going to look like the next few years? Which direction are those lines going? Put, put a smile on your face. You look better with a smile on your face. And always check your heart. What's living inside of you? Is the joy of the Lord your strength? And what are you putting out there for other people to find strength in? We've got a little card for you today. Today's card's a little different. It's a little bigger than the ones that we've given you in the past. We had to put a few extra things on here, so we needed to make the cards a little bigger. The card looks like a prescription. If you look close at it, it kind of looks like a prescription like you might get from your doctor or you might get from from the pharmacy. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it says uh, Proverbs or PV number 1722. It says Dr. K. Solomon. So, you know, this is, this is a prescription from a doctor. Solomon is a doctor. Expiration date is not available. And then it's got our scripture on there. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Now, one thing you're going to notice is not only is all this written on the front of the card, but on the back of the card, there's a mustache. Now, why on earth is there a mustache on the back of the card? So you can walk up to somebody and you can say, I must ask you a question. Have you laughed today? Every card has a joke on it also. And trust me, they are really bad. They are very, very... These would rival anything that Gordon Penrod could come up with. And... There are 24 different jokes. We made 24 different versions of this card this week so that y'all didn't have the same joke because people get tired of it if you're all telling them the same joke. Why does a chicken coop only have two doors? Because if it had four doors, it would be called a chicken sedan. I'll get a different card. That's pretty good. You know, share this with someone. Ask them, have you laughed? today laughter is not just the best medicine it is a gift from god take a card share a joke and bring joy wherever you go hebrews chapter 12 says of jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the father in heaven sometimes joy comes later. Sometimes there's sorrow for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Jesus looked ahead 
beyond the pain of the cross, beyond the pain of death, beyond the, the pain of rejection by His friends and by those people who knew Him, Jesus looked ahead and said, for the joy that's set before Me, I will go to the cross. Now, part of that joy is returning home to the Father. I'm sure of that. But I have to believe that a part of that joy that took Jesus to the cross was knowing that you were going to be with Him on the other side. That you are the joy that was set before Him. That your sins would be cleansed. That your life would be restored. And that you would be welcomed home to the Father just like Him. So as we take today, uh, let's remind ourselves that we are in Christ a new creation. And part of that new creation is a new joy that He's given us. Let's remember that as we take. Let me pray. And then we're going to sing a song. And then we'll take together. Father, we thank You. Thank You for the, the joy that You have created for us. Father, You've given us a gift of laughter. You've given us a, a gift of joy. And it is a gift that we ought to be sharing with those around us. We thank You that today we're reminded not just of the need to laugh, the need for joy, but also the price for that joy. Lord, our, our sins can weigh us down. Our failure and the, the way that we've failed You and failed others, that can weigh us down. That can bring us down. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so as we take together today, we come to You seeking that strength, seeking that joy, that joy that Jesus Himself knows. Father, we thank You for the bread that reminds us of the body broken. We thank You for the cup that reminds us of bloodshed. We thank You for the promise, not just of forgiveness, not just of eternal life, but of eternal joy with You. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.